0: Hey, this is Keith Apricary, and you're listening to another wrestling podcast. It's time for
1: uh, another wrestling podcast.
2: you to beat the man, you have to beat the man, the champ. gonna do when
1: Hulkamania destroys you for the benefit of those with flash photography
2: would you please shut the hell up oh yes oh yeah that was what was best for business oh the kid do that sucker and that's the bottom line Sense Have a nice
3: day. With your hosts, Steve Credo and
1: Jonathan Benjamin.
3: All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another wrestling podcast. I'm Steve Credo. And I'm Jonathan Benjamin. Jonathan, this is unlike any other show we have done before. This is a Wrestlemania special.
4: We don't do it often, but when we do, we go all out. Jonathan,
3: so. you know, for all out, I'm going to have to give them that one more time. A Wrestlemania, WrestleMania special. special.
4: Oh. I hope you're all stickin', sticking with us after this now.
3: <laughs> Guys, but yeah, uh, Jonathan, we've told people time and time again that, you know, we're a unique show to where you can listen to episode 5, episode 28, episode 33, and it's not about the Raw you saw, not about the TNA Impact episode that we watched. We talk about topics, uh, you know, that are evergreen, that you can talk about from day's end to day's Next end, I don't know. But you know what I mean? We, we, we like picking topics that we can talk over and over about so that you can listen to any part of our show, any show, go back in time, and it's still brand new. Uh, but today is unique. I mean, it's our first WrestleMania show. Uh, we haven't even been doing this a year yet, Jonathan. And so this is our first WrestleMania show, WrestleMania 31. Uh, we're going to be talking to some special guests. We have Tito Santana. Arriba. <laughs> well. Kinda. Well, he's going to be joining us. We also have Nick Eugene Dinsmore coming on the show.
4: Yes, and we have the one, the only, Keith Apicary. He's going to be joining us. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not familiar with Keith Apicary, get on Google, type it in, and you're welcome. He is a gentleman who is actually trying out for WWE Tough Enough. He has got the goods to make it, and uh, it's great to talk to this gentleman.
3: That's right. Like Jonathan said, pause us right now. Go ahead. All right, well, don't pause this yet. Actually, do what he said. Go on Google, type in Keith Apicary, A-P-I-C-A-R-Y, just in case. Uh, Google it. Watch some videos. Now pause it. Now come back. All right, guys. So just to get you ahead of the game of who's going to be joining us today, three very special guests on our WrestleMania special, our WrestleMania 31 special. Now, Jonathan, uh, like we said, we don't do this. The only show that you'll be listening to that we are focused on an actual show that's going to be happening this weekend Uh Jonathan, WrestleMania 31, there's a lot of matches, what are your thoughts? Let's get into some of the matches, let's talk about some predictions that we have and our thoughts about it.
4: WrestleMania 31, it is coming to us from California at the Levi's Stadium, I, I'm pretty like sure. Like the jeans, right? Like, like the jeans, yes. Um, there, there's some history there because that's where the jeans were made, because of the gold rush. It's a big deal, don't, you know, Google <laughs> that too if you want. Um, we've got a lot Getting of... Getting
3: historical uh, on us yeah, over here.
4: Hitting, hitting you with some history. <laughs> Um. Definitely look. This is a historic WrestleMania. Some first timers here. We're gonna have Sting versus Triple H. Not the musician. Not the musician. I was duped as well. So, um, let's start out with
3: that. Sting versus Triple H. Uh, I mean, it, this is this is the classic WrestleMania match, Jonathan. I think it's you know it's the classic WrestleMania moment. Um, granted, you know Sting's in his. Just turned 50, right? Just turned 50 this week. Um, Triple H is up there. Now, granted, you know, they're not the the spring chicken that they used to be. Um, But just seeing them. This is Sting's first WWE match. His first match, and it's WrestleMania. That's Epic alone. Um, Going against Triple H is a big deal. Um, What do you think? What's happening, Jonathan? Give me your prediction about this match.
4: I think that the fans are going to just go bananas over what they see before the match even starts. There's going to be such a buildup. With this match, there's going to be some awesome entrances. Uh, you can guarantee that. So I'm looking forward to that. And as far as the match goes, Triple H is going to try his damnedest to make sure it's the match of the night. So oh, yeah. Especially on his end, it's going to be amazing. I'm, I've been known to say that I'm not a Sting fan, but I am looking forward to this match for sure.
3: Now... Are you kind of disappointed it's not Sting versus Taker for his first match, or do you think they really need to build up to that?
4: You know, uh, Sting versus Taker, w- they were kind of unclear with Undertaker's status for this year's WrestleMania. So, um, if if it's gonna be Sting versus Taker, I want them to both be at their their best. So, if Sting has to work off a little ring rust before he gets to Undertaker, then I, I want that to happen. Mm. So, uh, maybe next year we'll get that. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. But if if this is Sting's only WrestleMania moment, then who better to have it with
3: than Triple H? Sure, sure. All right. Well, just some brief uh, talk about Sting and Triple H. I mean, yesterday on yesterday's show, uh, well, it was technically yesterday, we had Mickey James on. Uh, we talked to her about women's wrestling, and we talked about giving Divas a chance. Uh, we, c- we already gave our predictions and thoughts on the Bellas versus AJ Lee and Paige, so we won't get into that match, but it's happening. Um, so we're not going to give Divas a chance on this show, because we already gave them a chance last show. But speaking of Undertaker, my little segue... Uh, the undertaker versus Bray Wyatt, Jonathan, the new face of fear, Bray Wyatt versus the undertaker. We haven't seen him in a year. Uh, so, you know, the man gets to wrestle only at WrestleMania and he's old right now. So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, is this, are we getting a win out of him or are we going to move on and pass the torch to Bray Wyatt?
4: I think that Br- this is a must win situation for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is coming into the show of shows. o and one, he lost to John Cena. Um, in a match that most people thought that Bray should have won. I definitely think that this year is the year of Bray Wyatt. I hope that he goes on to have a great, uh, illustrious career. He's only 27. Only- so, I mean,
3: this is like, you know, he's, this is time to pass it. I mean, he has, he could work for another 15, 20 years and still be, you know, good.
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that. Brock Lesnar defeated the streak because I am a Brock Lesnar fan but I would have been just as happy if Bray Wyatt would have done it this year so mm-hmm. um, if, if he beats Undertaker this year it's still saying that he did something that only one other person did yeah and I think that's very important to to, to make
3: note sure yeah definitely I mean it's it's a big match I mean everybody keeps posting online what the Undertaker looks like look at him this he still looks good he's okay you know he's healthy he's walking okay we get it but uh you know, you could look good in a photograph, but when you're in front of those HD cameras on TV, that's a whole other story. And, uh, you know, well, we'll see what happens, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm hoping, uh, you know, the new Face of Fear takes that torch and uh, carries it. Because he's the only other character right now that's kind of, like, dark. You know, he's great on the mic. Uh, give it to him. Let him run with it. I mean, you're going to get a lot of lot out of Bray Wyatt through the years. So, definitely would love to see that.
4: Now, The Undertaker is obviously a legend in this business. And because this is the WrestleMania special, it's now time to turn it over to another legend that would be the one, the only Tito Santana. Joining us now to talk about WrestleMania is a man who knows quite a bit about the subject. Uh, he's appeared on the show of shows numerous times and is a WWE Hall of Famer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tito Santana.
5: Mr. Thank you Sa- so much,
4: Jonathan. Oh, no problem. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, so, like I mentioned, it is uh, WrestleMania week. And um, when you were in the... You were in the then-WWF during the time when Vince McMahon came up with the idea to create WrestleMania. Um, as a performer at the time, did you think it was going to work, or did you worry about having to find a new job if it didn't go well? Well,
5: uh, no. You know, I, 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 I think everybody was pretty positive. You know We, we had so much talent, and, and the business was so good. Uh, everywhere we, we were going, you know, we were selling out arenas and, uh, you know, the hype was really, really high. And uh, But, you know, before, right before WrestleMania, Vince did tell us, you know, uh, this is, uh, you know, for all the marvels, you know. Uh, he, he told us he invested everything he had and, you know, it was a make or break situation. And uh, I think that's uh, one of the reasons that all the guys just, uh, we went in there and we worked our butts off.
4: Absolutely. Now, um, you hold several WrestleMania records. You have the distinction of wrestling in and winning the very first WrestleMania match. Uh, What were your thoughts going into that match, and were you happy with the outcome?
5: I I, I was happy with the outcome. Uh, I wasn't too happy that that I was uh, fighting somebody that uh, really wasn't established uh, in, in the WWF. Uh, since I had a, a real hot feud uh, with Greg the Hammer Valentine, uh, we had been doing great business all over the country. We, You know, uh, people wanted to see the match, uh, Tito versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. I, I just, you know, I, I couldn't understand uh, why such a big event and, you know, our match wasn't able to, you know, to be uh, in WrestleMania as one of the headliners.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, um... You also co-hold the record for appearing at the first nine WrestleManias. The only other man to do this is Hulk Hogan. Uh, What does it mean to you to be able to say that you were a mainstay in WrestleMania when it was still kind of getting its feet off the ground, that they had that much confidence in you to have you at all those shows? Uh, Well, you
5: know, the longer it it goes by, actually, the more it means to me, you know. uh, realizing how, how big it's grown. And, and for me, and Hope to be, uh, you know, the, the only two wrestlers uh, in the first nine WrestleManias, uh, it, it's an honor that, that you know, I will take uh, for the rest of my life here in the earth.
4: Now, um, obviously, you were at the first nine, but there's been 31. This, this Sunday will be the 31st WrestleMania. Do you have a personal favorite WrestleMania memory?
5: Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they were, Probably the, the most memorable uh, WrestleMania for, for me was Uh, When I went back uh, and got inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2004, you know, I I wasn't even one of the wrestlers, but uh, uh, once I retired from the WWF, I I, I really didn't hang around, you know, I I did a a commentating for a year, but I I, I didn't watch, you know, the matches. Uh, I kind of, you know, started a different career, Uh, I'm a school teacher, and you know, uh, my family was important to me. Uh, so when I got invited to to, to, to to be inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2004, uh, I had no idea how big uh, WrestleManias had grown. And uh, Vince McMahon, you know, my family from Texas came, and Vince McMahon sent two limousines to pick me up to the airport with my family and, and we drove into New York uh, to the hotel. And... Uh, You know, uh, I just had no idea, you know, the number of fans uh, from all over the world that that, uh, came down to watch, uh, you know, not only WrestleMania, but they they, they came to watch uh, the Hall of Fame induction in 2004, and uh, that wasn't memorable, you know, that that amazed me, and I just couldn't believe how big it gotten, and, you know, what stars we we had become.
4: Now, you, like we've we've mentioned now uh, a couple times, but... You wrestled WrestleMania 1 through 9, and do you happen to have a favorite one of those that you competed at?
5: Uh, I, 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 I have to say that, that, that you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, wrestling against uh, uh, Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. in, in LA. I, I believe it was WrestleMania 7, was 7 or 8, if, I, if I'm not mistaken.
4: It was 7. Uh,
5: Uh, I wish I we had just had more time because you know he was such a good worker and uh, I think you know I was over pretty big in in, in L.A. with all the you know Mexican fans there and I I just wish that we, you know we had we we would have had even though uh, I ended up uh, putting Shawn Michaels over you know uh, the people still enjoyed the match and I just wish we had had more time.
4: Okay, now you competed in several different types of matches at WrestleMania. You were in singles matches, tag matches, and you were even in some battle royals. Uh, out of those, which do you think was your, your favorite type of match to compete in?
5: Well, you know, uh, I, I, I did well with the WWE in track in, in team matches. Uh, and uh, I did well in singles matches. And to be honest with you, I, I preferred to, to wrestle of a single match because you know I, I knew that I that I, I was a good wrestler and and I could carry the load and, and you know when, when you had a, a team a partner uh, you had to worry about uh, you know your partner and you know is he going to make it? Uh, luckily, I had uh, I was involved with good partners. Uh, Ivan Basko was my first tech team partner, which we were champions, and then uh, Rick Montel uh, I was very really happy that, that I had uh, good guys, you know, that, that were very dependable. And, uh, but even with Rick, you know, uh, something happened where he had to take some time off and, you know, that broke up the team, you know. So I, 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 I would prefer always to, to be in a single match.
4: Now, when you were wrestling in the WrestleMania two. And WrestleMania three, you competed in battle royal situations, but one of them was with the WWF versus the NFL. Uh, was there any added pressure for that, or did you feel like it was just another match?
5: Well, uh, I think it was just another match. You know, it, it, it uh, you know. All oh, the, the guys that stepped into the ring in, in, in that era were, you know, they, they, they were such good guys, you know, that, uh, uh, that you know, we, we just took so much pride in, in, in just going out there and in, in giving the people, you know, a heck of a show and, uh, and the NFL uh, players that came in, you know, they, they were amazed at, at the size of, uh, of the wrestlers and, and what we could do in the ring, you know. Uh, we we had to take care of those guys in the ring, you know, because, you know, they weren't used to the bumps and uh, taking the punishment that we did. I mean, uh, you know, when you play football, you, you, wear, you wear pads. Uh, and in wrestling, there's no pads.
4: Absolutely. Um, there were, you wrestled quite a long time. In the WWE, you got to listen to probably a lot of different commentators call your matches. Do you have a, a favorite commentator that you had at the time?
5: Well, probably to uh, the Bobby Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon. You know, I I, uh, I I thought they were, you know, two of the best commentators. Mm-hmm. And then Vince McMahon was, was also pretty good. I mean, no nobody knew how to get them, people over, you know, better than Vince McMahon when he was doing commentating.
4: Absolutely. Now we spoke briefly on your uh, Hall of Fame induction. Now uh, I don't know how how much you keep up with it, but obviously this year uh, the big news is Randy Savage is going into the Hall of Fame. Um, are you excited about that? Are you happy to see him finally go into the Hall of Fame?
5: Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I believe it. I mean, God, uh, it's long overdue for for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of wrestlers that. Uh, just kept wondering, you know, when, you know. Plus, you know, not, not only Randy Savage, you know, uh, we we have a lot of respect for 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 all, all the wrestlers of that era, you know, and you know, there's other guys that, that we believe that uh that are still. But I, I don't, I don't think uh, Rick Martel is in the Hall of Fame yet. But I think, uh, you know, Vince Carter's, you know, so so he can have the, you know worthy guys, you know, uh, from year, year end to, you know, to, to year end, you know, you, know you, you just have to keep putting, you know, top talent in there, and that knows there's plenty of it.
4: Absolutely. Um, so, other than Rick Martel, is there one person that you think that should really go into the Hall of Fame?
5: Well, you know, I, I don't understand why King Kong is not in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think he deserves to be in there, uh, and, you know, I, I, I really have to, to stop and think, uh, uh, who else, I mean, I, I, like, I, I don't really keep up with it that much,
2: mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. so uh, I, I don't know if Terry Funk is in there, is Terry Funk in the Hall of Fame yet?
4: The, the Funks went in, I think, two years ago, it was the, the, whole, funk, oh, okay. the whole Funk family, so yeah. Oh,
5: okay. Yeah. Yeah, of, of, you know, uh, it's just you know, to me, a, a lot of wrestlers from the era, you know, uh, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because we, we were the pioneers of you know of, of WrestleMania. <laughs> you know, we we were right there when you know I remember going to in, in nineteen eighty four. Uh, you know, when when the, the expenses started when we started going to LA and Detroit, and I mean we wrestled. Uh, you know, probably a year, year and a half in buildings where, you know, there were 20,000 seats and maybe there, only 2,000 people there, you know, and we we built it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so we were we were the pioneers, I and mean, so, you know, hard work, I mean, we, we, we took a lot of pride in, you know, uh, we, we knew what we had to give the people, I mean, we gave, gave them good wrestling, you know, uh, they'd come back, and back then we used to get paid on on what we drew, you know, not, not a Not like
4: the guys that have contracts now. Yeah. Now, we'll go from one Hall of Fame to another. Uh, You were inducted into the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame with Rick Martell, Chief Jay Strongbow, and and many others. Uh, What was that experience like for you? I know that, you know, obviously, WWE Hall of Fame is a huge honor, but this is being uh, inducted into a smaller Hall of Fame where people are, like, fans and your, some of your peers are actually, you know, they're, they're rooting for you, they're pulling for you to get into this Hall of Fame. So what was that experience like for you?
5: Well, uh, the reason that I enjoyed that so much is, is because, uh, you know, here's uh, the guy who, who has been building his Hall of Fame and is given recognition to, to to independent wrestlers in, in that area that uh, that you know nobody else is given uh, the independent wrestlers. There's a lot of good talent out there that will never that'll never, uh, that'll never suit up in, in a WWE uh, match. You know that that, that deserve to have recognition and you know there's only one league right now. I mean uh, the WWF and and that's it. And, and, and a lot of these guys a uh, excellent talent, and you know, uh, I, I believe, you know, he doesn't have the money that this man has, but I think he does a great job. You know, and, and, and his following uh, just keeps getting bigger and bigger every, every year.
4: Yeah. Now, during that ceremony, actually, Bob Backlund, Mr. Backlund, made a surprise appearance to pay tribute to you guys. Uh, were you shocked to see him?
5: uh we we were we uh, uh, we were shocked because we knew he was going to be. There's a possibility that he was going to be uh, stepping in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it's kind of. I mean, uh, I knew Bob Backlund when when uh, when you know you could barely get a word out about Backlund. You know, and, and then to see the transformation Bob uh, would have would have come out of the out of the shell. The way he has in his later years, I think he could have been one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling. Uh, and, and, and they just don't make him any better than him. I mean, he's a great person.
4: Now, the also part of the New England Fan Fest is the actual fan fest. Last year, you were a super ticket guest for the New England Fan Fest. Uh, what did you think about that part of it, and all the fans who came out to see you?
5: That's what I'm talking about. I just can't believe, uh, just from the time that I got inducted into the Hall of Fame until uh, last year, for me to go in the super ticket, uh, you know, how much it had grown. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I, I tip my head, uh, he's doing a fantastic job.
4: Well, we uh, we here at Another Wrestling Podcast thank you for everything you've done for professional wrestling and what you continue to do for professional wrestling. And uh, thank you for taking the time out and, and talking to us today.
5: Thank you, Jonathan. And uh, keep going, uh, uh, Joe. Uh, you're doing a great job. Arriba!
4: All right, well, it's always great to hear from Tito Santana. He is one of... Uh, Few people that have been on our show once before. If you go back and listen to episode number two and three, we were at the New England Fan Fest and we talked to Tito Santana there. So, um, and if you want to go back and listen to some of our other shows, you're listening to this today and you like what we have to say. Go back to anotherwrestlingpodcast.com, and you can see all of our shows on there. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on Podbean, we're on everything, but that's just the easiest way to get it get it out there. That's
3: right. It's the mothership, Jonathan, as I like to say. It's the mothership of our show, anotherwrestlingpodcast.com. But guys, we're social media whores, too. We're on Facebook and Twitter, so if you're on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, and Twitter, at a wrestling POD, a wrestling pod. If you will, you can only fit so many characters in a name. So a wrestling POD um, guys, but yeah, let us know, tweet us, Facebook us, talk to us. We like to socially interact with each and every one of you. We want to know what your thoughts are too, for WrestleMania this weekend. So if you're listening to this and you have nothing else to do, shoot us a message.
4: You know what? And we were just scratching the surface of WrestleMania. Uh, Steve, I want to know your thoughts on Randy Orton, Versus Seth Rollins. Now, obviously, Randy's just come back. Uh, he just kind of is got thrown kind of into the mix with this, the authority storyline that we have going on. Um, what are your thoughts on this match? Does it have good potential, or do you think it's just another, like, a filler match?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid for this match, but I'm also hopeful. I mean, Seth Rollins has been the glue to the WWE for the past six months. Now, what I mean by that is that he has held the company together. He has held the company together when Roman Reigns was out, when Daniel Bryan was out, you know, he was the heel. He was the top number one heel that, you know, WWE is pretty much offering. You know, he was main eventing. Uh, He was the money in the bank winner. He's the overall guy right now. I think he's, he's definitely in a good spot. Ah, uh, going against Randy Orton. I mean, Randy Orton's a great guy too, a great wrestler. Um, you know they're gonna have a great match regardless. I know these two can put on a great match, but I'm also afraid that since WrestleMania has become the Gong Show lately, to where you know only these guys have a certain amount of time because they got to bring out the musical act and dan- musical act and dancing ponies in between everything. That I, you know, I'm afraid they're gonna get cut short. But um, I'm I'm kind of hopeful that I don't know what your thoughts about this is that that money in the bank is going to be cashed that night. Because if this match goes short and we see Seth Rollins lose, I'm hoping in my heart of hearts that, you know, he's coming back at the end of the night to cash that in uh, for the first time ever in uh, WrestleMania history.
4: You know, I, I love both of these guys in this match. I think that the thing that gets me the most about Randy Orton, a lot of people look at him as boring, but I think it's just because he's so good as a wrestler that you almost think to yourself sometimes like man this guy's got to make a mistake because he just he just doesn't mess up really and um he's very everything he does there's a reason behind it like in the ring so Mm -hmm. i think these two could end up making some magic and uh, having a great wrestlemania seth rollins Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns are all undefeated at WrestleMania. They're two and zero. So um, someone's got to give someone, this one. Something's yeah. got to give in this one. <laughs> or you never know. Maybe they all win. Who knows? Well, yeah, yeah this, that could be. They're uh, either they all walk away three and zero, or we're gonna have some uh, uh, some marks against their record. So Jonathan
3: dropping the facts on us tonight. But uh, all right, Jonathan, I got another one. Now some people are kind of bummed, but we kind of talked about this earlier. You know, the the second annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um it's been moved to the pre-show, but we were just talking. We're like, oh, well, pre-show. <laughs> well, it's been moved to the pre-show, but we're like, well, wait a minute. It's still on the same channel. It's still on the network. I mean, if you're not watching on the network by now, then I, I don't. Yeah, I don't... they
4: didn't get demoted to like HGTV. It's <laughs> know, still the it, network. It's
3: still so. on the same channel. I mean, it's like set five hours of uh, programming for WrestleMania, just because you know these two matches or the two matches that happen on the pre-show happened before they actually show the intro for WrestleMania doesn't mean it's still not WrestleMania. So I don't know. Um, Jonathan, what's your your thoughts on this whole battle royal going on? Um, A lot of people last year saying, you know, Cesaro won it, had a great, great WrestleMania moment. The next night joins Paul Heyman, um, and then it just kind of fell apart from there. Uh, Does the, the Memorial Battle Royal even have any you know merit anymore and now that it's been demoted to the pre-show um i don't know what what are, what are your thoughts and who's winning at who's winning this the, for you
4: well the first you know the first one was special now it's it's going to if it does well this year it'll be determined if they do it again and again and again and again so i think that this year's got to be a strong year you got to have somebody that's going to really carry that banner and i almost think i don't think it should be like a title that they can you know like someone can Put up against you know, against somebody else on the line. But I do believe that it should hold some merit, like the King of the Ring or whatever. So, you know, you've got Cesaro won last year. This year, I don't know if it'll happen or not, but I'm feeling I see this the Sheamus hype. I see that there was a lot of uh vignettes about Bite your his, tongue, his... bite
3: your tongue because there's only one man walking out of this, and you know who that is, right, Jonathan? I know what you're gonna do. When the winner of the battle royal plays this song, I am going to mark out, because there's no moment than axelmania He needs the real American song. Come on. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. This is Wrestlemania, No, man.
4: I know what it is.
3: It's just... Uh, I,
4: I think it's great that he's taking the initiative to try to reinvent himself. Um, I'm just... This happened once before. Charlie Haas, I don't know if you remember him. It was Haasamania. Uh, it's
3: it's definitely not the same thing.
4: No, it's definitely the same. Everybody <laughs> just says, hey, Hulk Hogan's here. I'm going to be Hulk Hogan for a day and then see what happens from it. So um, I wish Curtis Axel the best in his future endeavors. I'll just say that right now. I don't think he's going to win the Battle Royal.
3: Bite your tongue, Jonathan. Um, I just want to say, I think him winning the Battle Royal... And then I don't know if they're still doing. The th- th- no, Hulk Hogan didn't hand the trophy over till the next night. But if they had Hulk Hogan hand the trophy over to Axel the same night, that is the that is the WrestleMania moment I want. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry, I, I got carried away with uh, you know the whole Hulk H- H- Hogan, real American theme song. But anyway, Jonathan, I mean that's I mean I want Axel Mania to win is what I'm saying.
4: Well, I'm I'm thinking that Sheamus is going to win. He's not even announced yet, but. We've seen the the previews. I think he's coming, and uh, that's going to be a great match, even though it's on the pre-show, but I think the one that everybody's going to be talking about the next day around the old water cooler is the Intercontinental title ladder match. Now, you have the champion, Wade Barrett, putting his title on the line versus greats like Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, Luke Harper, Dean Ambrose, and, Archer.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, WrestleMania the past two years have seemed to be uh, let's come up with big matches and throw everybody on the show because they should be on it. Um, from last year, they had the Diva Battle Royal and the Andre the Giant Ma- Memorial Battle Royal, and now this year we have the Battle Royal. Then we have the you know the Fatal Four Way with tag teams coming up also, which we didn't talk about yet. But then you got this Intercontinental Title Ladder Match. Um, I, I feel like they they have an abundance of talent, um, and now they have to find. Matches for this abundance of talent, and now we get all these big matches at WrestleMania to where, you know, Raw is only three hours. They should be making WrestleMania like six hours long. We should be watching it as an event all day so everybody gets a match almost instead of having everybody thrown into one match. But, I mean, when you read all those names, the only person that stands out to me still is Daniel Bryan. I mean, he walked away as the heavyweight championship with the heavyweight championship last year, he beat Triple H, he beat Randy Orton and Batista all in one night. And now he gets demoted to the IC belt. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the IC belt, but I feel like it's a demotion from where he should be this year. This year should have been Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan in my book. But I mean, out of everybody, I love everybody in this match, but I mean, they I feel like Daniel Bryan overshadows each and every one of them.
4: I would be happy with, Anybody winning this match, and that is very rare for me to say. Our um, truth, if someone's out there. I knew you were gonna say it like our <laughs> truth, like well, of course, that's... like our truth. You know, he's been entertaining with this whole thing, and uh, he's brought some some humor to this whole storyline that's going on. Uh, nothing's forever in the WWE, so if our truth won it on Sunday, you can no. guarantee he's losing it on Monday. So, <laughs> I, I'm fine with anybody my pick right now is Dolph Ziggler. I really want to see him shine at Wrestlemania and uh, somebody who may not want to see Dolph Ziggler do too well at WWE Wrestlemania 31 is our next guest Um, joining us live in the studio right now is the one, the only Keith Apicary. Another wrestling podcast is excited to have a guest like unlike any other he's a real life superhero who almost on a daily basis saves princesses worlds, and entire universes. He is currently training for WWE Tough Enough. Please welcome the one, the only, Keith Apicary. Keith, thanks for joining us. How's everything going?
0: Yeah, how's it going? Uh, Things are going pretty good on my end. Um, uh, uh, It's very nice to uh, audibly meet you, and uh, thank you for having my, my sound on your podcast. My mouth, I should say.
3: Perfect, Keith. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Keith, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, how is everything going today? I mean, it's a big weekend right now. It's WrestleMania weekend. It's this is your time, right, to shine.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, I, I I love WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I actually love uh, World Rumble weekend more. That's my favorite of all the pay per views. But um, WrestleMania is like. Uh, in my opinion the relaxation pay-per-view because it's a little uh it's less chaotic but uh i i uh enjoy the mayhem so i'm happy this year that they're having the andre the giant battle royale that will be my that and the intercontinental match are going to be my two favorites this year but uh yeah normally i'm like not crazy pumped for wrestlemania i mean i'm pumped for any wrestling when they rise off and all but um yeah, I, I just went through my height of excitement a couple months ago.
4: Now, now, Keith, do you remember the very first time you watched wrestling?
0: Yeah, I do. And I think it was uh, it's, uh, Saturday uh, Night Main Event or Saturday Main Event, or whatever it was called. Um, I watched it at home in Wontock we'll at Rhode Island, and my mom and dad's out, and uh, Andre Giant, was on it, and Hulk Hogan was on it at some point. And I just remember really liking Hulk Hogan like like I you know would as a young white male. Everyone enjoyed Hulk Hogan. Um, but, yeah, Then when, when the Ultimate Warrior joined is when it blew my mind. I was like, okay, this is something that I will enjoy forever because something about him just, just oh, my gosh, my mind exploded. Ultimate Warrior is my absolute favorite. And I know I as, like, a real wrestling fan, who I'm actually, like, wrestling training now, and I have, like, you know, some uh, informational knowledge on the inside bits and, like, technique and stuff, and he wasn't really the best wrestler, but at the same time, I don't think it even mattered if he ever wrestled, because him just running around screaming was more entertaining to me than some of the best wrestling and technical wrestling I've ever seen. Uh, something about him, he was just
3: magical. All right, now, Keith, is this something you always wanted to do? Did you always want to become a pro wrestler?
0: No, I didn't always want to become a pro wrestler, but, like, I'm, a, I'm like, a pretty physical kind of guy, and um, uh, I use all 150 pounds of my body, when, you know, when I'm out in dirt enjoying life and uh, pursuing the uh, things that I do. Like, I, I, I end up getting, like, beat up and hurt, and I, I'm, I'm kind of accident-prone. So it kind of just makes sense for me to use, you know, my muscles and uh, my ability to take a hit. And maybe get paid for it at the same time, because right now it's not happening. Um, but it was never really like a, a goal of mine. Just like I was just a fan, but uh, it's kind of like got thrown into the wrestling world because I got caught up one time. I was like, I was you know kind of getting annoyed with Dolph Ziggler, and he was just like, you know, he's doing his thing and he's just being a show off and talking trash about you know every single person in the world besides him. And I just didn't like his attitude. He kind of rubbed me the wrong way, even though I do respect him as an athlete. I think he's one of the best wrestlers that the WWE has. But I just didn't like his attitude. So I called him out in a video, because, you know, videos are what I do. And he actually kind of responded. He actually got into it and responded and he was talking trash and going back and forth for a little while. And that's what got me caught up in this whole thing. And now I'm kind of like, all right, screw you, Dolph, I'm over you. Done with that. How many times can we, like, make fun of each other? Um, if you're not going to get in the ring with me. So now, my goal is to just become my uh, WWE superstar. I'm going to c- go in from the, you know, the front door. I'm going to become a wrestler and take down everybody and show them that Keith it 's is real and this 150 pounds of Fatal Fury isn't messing around. I can take down anybody no matter what. Because it's, it's actually surprisingly hard to defeat someone of my size. Because uh, you can't really get a hold of me because I'm wiry, I'm wiggly, I'm, I'm, I'm fast, and no one actually really wants to touch me when it come down to it. I'm training right now. A lot of the people are just afraid to, like, go up against me. I'm not exactly sure why, but I, I, maybe I'm i going to guess it's because I'm ferocious or something.
4: Well, you just mentioned it, but how's your training going now? You, you posted your your Tough Enough audition video. Are you getting some good training in right now?
0: I am, and this isn't training with the WWE. I'm doing, like, some uh, pregame, if you will. I'm, like, getting ready before Tough Enough. I, I've heard uh, from WWE that they're going to uh, pick things up after WrestleMania um, and they're going to start like, doing the real casting. So they're well aware of me, that's for sure. They know me definitely. <laughs> so I know that they're, they're looking at me. So what I went ahead and did was I started training. I'm training at Knock Pro out in Los Angeles with Rikishi, Rikishi's um, training school. So I'm like taking bumps like uh, like Friday night. I'm really hitting the mat. I'm hitting the ropes. I'm doing hip tosses. I'm taking people down. I'm really like getting in it. So like I'm I'm learning the basics basically, so that when tough enough comes around, I'll be ready to go. Because I just want to have a leg up. So it's basically I'm taking the initiative to like really get prepared.
3: Sure. Now, now, what do you think qualifies you to be a WWE superstar?
0: I think. It's like, no, it well, you know, I just don't think there's anyone like me uh, in the WWE. I like, I, I can be intense and I can cut a mean promo and I can also make people laugh. I can take a bump and I'm already selling merchandise. So why not just sign me up? You know, uh, and I'm, I'm, I can do backflips. I'm an acrobatic. I can like, I can handle myself in the ring. That's for sure. And I think, I have the energy and the charisma to, like, to do it. It's just a matter of if people actually want to look at my face or not. That's going to be the task right there. If once I get in front of all those 20,000 people and if they want to see me, I'm guessing it might because I, like, have a lot of people that watch my videos already and the people that are rooting for me. So, I, in a way, I feel like I have kind of, like, uh, like, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm cheating. I've got a game TV, you know. I'm, like, i got a secret way in. But it's a matter of the old mansion, seven-year-old dude, if he's going to want me in there. So we'll see.
4: Now, we we watched your video, um, your music video, WW Keith, and we yep. saw some of your finishing maneuvers, but uh, it, what would be your finishing move for WWE? Well, that's the
0: thing. I got, so I got 2 ring re-entrances that I have planned that I think... I could do and i also have multiple finishing moves. Some are just moves but like every move I do sounds like a finishing move because that's like a big elaborate name and most of them are like puns. I really like puns. So I'm thinking I might have to modify my Sega side. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sega Genesis and everything Sega has ever made. And uh, I have a move called the Sega side. And what I would like it to be is me sort of like a flying elbow off the top rope but it's like a double flying elbow, uh, or or if just no flying elbows, it's just a flying body and I jump off blind. It's the whole thing. Like I jump off backwards, kind of like you're committing suicide and shag aside. Um, but I couldn't really do that in the video because I was I was shot that video of Cantino's brothers, the training school, and they got a pretty low ceiling. So I just had to kind of do like a straight up suicide off of a bridge in that video. But it would be more of a jump or like a backflip. Uh, and then laying on a guy. But I really like you're in trouble. And that's because I wear my, my white uh, tidy whities and I basically, you know, jump up on them on their shoulders and pull them down and they get a, a face full of the busy wiener. So I, uh, I I would like that. So, like, you know, I feel like anyone who has experienced that would just be done to quit the business. So maybe that would be my finishing move. That's what my finishing move should be. Whatever gets someone to quit wrestling. So eventually, I just clear the whole WWE roster, and it's just me. That's a real finishing move. But I, and I think if if I was to come up with a move like that, it would involve my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: Well, so. yeah, yeah. We've seen uh, you working with John Morrison too, former WWE superstar John Morrison. Uh, what tips uh, did he give you about being a wrestler? Uh,
0: uh, he just said, like, you know, just never stop. Just keep going. Not in the sense that, like, don't stop pursuing your dreams, but, like, in the ring. Like, just keep going, you know, no matter what happens, just don't break, which is a good thing to hear, you know, because you can't, like, redo it. And, like, I've been in a lot of, like, uh, you know, filming, like, projects where you can stop and take do different takes and stuff like that. I, but I also come from the documentary world, because my whole thing, how people find out about me, was it was a documentary on my life. So everything was kind of real. So it kind of just gotta combine everything you've ever learned with just keep going. But it does feel weird. It's a whole other world when you get in the ring. You're like really afraid of actually hurting someone. Being like being that guy who like stinks. And no one wants to work with. So you just gotta like be confident and just don't don't commit. Basically, you gotta just go for it. Cause like he didn't. Have, he had some tips, but like you know how uh, to take bumps and stuff like that and go off the ropes and, like, having your body in a position because, like, your ribs can get all bruised up. But uh, mostly it was just, like, just keep going. Just deliver and be confident and don't half commit. You know, you got to go for it. So that was kind of helpful because when I first started wrestling, I was, like, actually afraid to to grab a guy and, like, you know, take him down because, like, oh, man, are you hurt? Because, like, well, I mean, if you look at my body and my wrestling outfit, I, it's pretty intense. Like, you, you can see what I'm working with and you know, I can do some damage, so I just got to be, be control this machine that I'm I'm riding around in and make sure I don't hurt anybody.
4: Well, absolutely, and like we've mentioned before, this isn't your first run-in with uh, WWE superstars. You obviously had some beef with Dolph Ziggler. Um, we don't need to get re- you know, rehashed this whole thing, but just if you had one guess, why do you think he's so jealous of you?
0: I would think it's because of the infinite knowledge that I have about ever like females and my dance moves. Maybe like I, I got some dance videos that do pretty well and he calls himself to show off. But like, if I walk into a wedding or I, you know, go into a public event and I start moving, all eyes are on me. It's just the way it is. And like, I never attended that. I just like to to move to the, the audio So it's just kind of like what happens. And I think it might be because that, was like my first, that my first, uh, or second video when I was like talking trash to him, I showed everyone my victory dance. And that's what I would do once I beat him. And I think that's what did it. He was like, oh, dang, Gina, this is not cool. This is, this, this, I, I cannot compete with that. And like, I've never seen Dolph dance. And that that's one thing that females are really into is, uh, bodily movement. So, I think he's just like you know because dancing isn't a, a lot thing most men do is you know a lot of guys shy away from it so I think it might have to do with the fact that my body is uh, not rhythmically challenged.
3: All right, well, uh, Keith, uh, the, with some current favorite superstars, uh, who do who are you watching right now? Who's your favorite superstar? Maybe who's your favorite diva uh, wrestling today?
0: Oh, geez, we'll start with the divas because ladies first always. Uh, Brie. Bella, I gotta say. I know a lot of people, you know, like people like Paige, because, you know, she comes from retinal world, and she's like, she's good at working, and she's like, you know, alternative, and she's cool. She's like a, you know, the nerd, kind of like her, but dang, what a woman Brie is. ay yi And she's like exceptional in the facial form. And, and also, I'm a vegetarian, so that kind of helps. She's like, I don't know if she's vegetarian, or not, but she's all about, like, organic crap and stuff like that. And I just like a woman who's conscious and thinks about the universe and, where, you know, what's the damage that she's doing to it. So that's kind of cool. It makes her like more of a full package, like a woman. Um, so I'd probably say Brie, she's a babe. And then if she doesn't go for me, He's always her backup twin, Nikki. Uh, and I don't think her boyfriend is much competition for me. <laughs> so uh, I'd say Brie. She's a babe. Uh, and she went, and she's like freaking. She married Daniel Bryan, like he was the vegan Avenger, and he's also like the least like macho wrestler out there. He's just he, I I think I think of him in a way as a new macho man because he's like he's like the other number one guy, and uh, he's like the fan. The fans love him, you know. He's not forced down your throat. So the fact that she went with him and not like you know some chodes, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah, definitely agree.
4: Okay. Now...
0: Uh... And, uh, favorite superstar? I mean, I'll try to answer them quick because my tongue tends to go on American every time I answer a question. Mm-hmm. But I would say my favorite, uh, superstar, uh, geez, I maybe Midge Chow or Ziggler, but I shouldn't say that out loud because I'm not a fan of Ziggler. Like, it's like a love-hate relationship. I totally respect him and I just want to wrestle him. It's more of like a... a a man crush, and I hate that I have that on him. Uh, I have a ton of respect for Dolph Ziggler. He's one of the best out there. He's got all physics. He's great. But uh, also Miztow, Miztow or Damian Tandow, he is, those two right now are my favorite.
4: Okay. Well, um, you like we've mentioned, it's WrestleMania this weekend. Um, We're going to get some predictions from you for some of these matches. Are you going to be at WrestleMania? I will not be at WrestleMania
0: uh, I have uh, uh, on this uh, Disney television program that I will be uh, shooting like 7 a.m. Monday morning, so I won't be able to be there, but I really wish I was going to be there. Um, I actually just saw a bunch of the guys, uh, Miztow, The Miz, and uh, Dolph and his brother, um, last a couple of days ago when they were in, uh, They were here for Anaheim. Cause I'm out here in LA, Los Angeles right now training with uh, Rikishi, but uh, I saw them when they were here for one night. So that was cool, but I'm not going to be there. And also I think WWE doesn't really want me in there because that they, I might be afraid I might just jump in the ring and start messing guys up because I have a tendency to crash live events. Uh, of course, if you were aware of me before uh, I got involved in the wrestling world, there was many times in the video game world, G4 was a channel that I showed up on TV and they weren't expecting it. <laughs> Oops. So maybe WWE is aware of that and they're like, well, have you come on when we're ready for you.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, we're WrestleMania. We're talking WrestleMania. Uh, well, let's get some of your predictions, maybe some of your thoughts about some of these matches happening. Uh, right off the top, uh, let's talk Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. What, what do you see happening with the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt?
0: Okay, so this is my prediction. I think a lot of people are going to say the same thing because last year, the world broke in half when Ultimate War... Wait, was it last year, right? When yes. Ultimate, uh, Undertaker lost? Yes. Um, okay, yeah. I thought so. It feels like it was longer ago. Um, but yeah, he that was insane. And they talk about how it wasn't, like, maybe not supposed to happen because it took a minute. Did you guys hear all this talk about how it took a minute for, like, the 21-0 and or whatever? No, what was the score was it at the end when he lost? It was like twenty one and one or something like yeah, that. He's,
4: he's twenty one and one now.
0: Yeah. So, and some of the people were, and this is conspiracy theory, but people were saying like, "Oh, that it took a minute for that to come up on the, the board because they were like having to make that because they think it." And something about the way like he lost, it looked like it wasn't supposed to happen. I don't know if that's true or not because it seems like this is a this is my prediction. He lost last year to make everyone cry like crazy. And now you really want him to win because everyone loves The Undertaker. So he'll totally win. And that will get Bray Wyatt. Everyone will respect Bray Wyatt a lot more. And he will then replace The Undertaker because I think this is The Undertaker's last year. I think after this, he's going to retire. And he'll go out on the high horse. You know, he'll, like, win. And then Bray Wyatt will play the role of that, that type of, a, you know, character. And that's kind of like passing the torch. That's my prediction.
4: Okay. Now Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Who cares? Boring.
0: I have honestly have no interest in that match at all. I really don't. I feel like The Undertaker and Bray Wyatt is going to be like the, the main event really and I'm just going to fast forward to see who wins in the end. I Brock Lesnar, I just I I've never been I I just can't Enjoy him, and I really like Paul Heyman. I think he's awesome. He's like a magician on the microphone. But sometimes it's just too much, and I can't, I can't listen to him. And I'm not sure a lot of people are saying the same thing about me right now because I have a speech impediment ever since I got my wisdom teeth taken out. But I'm sorry, it's not my fault. I, I please do not listen to me if you do not enjoy my my vocal, uh, my vocal sounds. But um, I I, I know why Paul Heyman is there because Brock Lesnar can't talk, and he sounds like a eight year old boy. But I just don't care about him as a blur. Maybe it's because I haven't heard from him or can't connect to him. I don't know what it is. But in Roman Reigns, I like him as a person. And every time I see him on it, I never like, that guy's so nice. He's really cool. Um, he's got, like, a pretty good look. But he's kind of just like The Rock mixed with, like, uh, you know, I don't know, Tarzan. It just doesn't, it's not interesting to me. And it also, he, I don't think he can wrestle real well. I couldn't say that. He can wrestle better than I can. He's a professional wrestler, and he's done this forever. He's good at what he does, but it's just compared to other guys, he's not that great, and I think it was kind of it was kind of being forced down our throats. And I know everyone says that, but I just don't really care about Roman Reigns. I think a lot of wrestlers need like a character makeover, and I think he would be one of them. And I know I'm smiling all the time now on Raw, on Raw and touching people's hands and being cool so people start to like him, but even that feels forced. So this whole time, both both of these guys, I'm just like, um, I just don't care. Uh-huh. So I, I, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say Roman Reigns because they just want Brock Lesnar to go away.
3: All right. uh, now, how about this big matchup? It's uh, Sting versus Triple H. Sting's first time in the WWE, his first match at WrestleMania. Uh, what's happening? What, what do you want to happen?
0: Oh, I want Sting to win because he's awesome, and I, I really wish he would, like, I, he's probably too old for this now, and he doesn't not, doesn't really want to risk too much, but I just wish he'd go up in the Raptors again and, like, be a creep and stare down at everybody and make a cool entrance, but I think he'll win because although Triple H is always, if that happens, that means Triple H just continues to lose against everyone they want to put over, but, this, but Sting is always over, already over, because he's Sting, so I think if he lost, it would just be a rip because it's like you're bringing him back for what reason? The, the slapping in the face in front of everyone? I think he, he'll he win. Unless he's coming back. It seems like he's not really coming back. It's just kind of like for WrestleMania. But if he was to come back and be like wrestling on SmackDown, then I think there's a chance he could lose so that they could start a storyline. But if that's not going to happen, I think he'll win and uh, Triple H will lose. <laughs>
4: Okay, uh, now this is a new one. Rusev, a newcomer in the WWE versus John Cena. What do you think about that?
0: Uh, I think it's cool. I like the, I like both these guys. And John Cena took me like five years to, to win me over. I just didn't like him. I was like, he's a jock, and uh, I'm not into him. And I got beat up a lot in high school. So he kind of reminded me of like every guy that beat me up. And that's partly why I'm like... <laughs> I'm raging all the time now, and I want to become a wrestler maybe because I want to get redemption for myself. Uh, but he reminded me of so many people I did not like in high school. Um, but now I think I've matured a little bit. I can see past things. I think he's a really good wrestler. I do like his color schemes, uh, even though I'm color dumb and can't really see colors too well. But um, I really he kind of seems like, in a way, a new Hulk Hogan. Um, he's got all the, the bright blues and red going on. I do like his, I like his throwback shirt a lot, but that's should be why I like him because of his clothes. I just think he's a little too pro America for me. And it's kind of like embarrassing in my opinion. Um, uh, but I think he's, yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I like both of them. I like Rusev a lot. And also Rusev came from Knox pro where I'm training. He came from Rik- Rikishi's uh, training school. So that's kind of cool. So I kind of like him biased, I guess a little bit. Um, I think he'll win. I think John Cena will win um, because I think WWE is realizing that so many people are hating John Cena right now and maybe they'll have him win to like, you know, have him, it seems like the, the cheapest way to have to put him back over is to like, oh, have the guy from another country because ignorant Americans don't like other countries and they just want yell USA. So we put John Cena up against that guy then you just have to root for John Cena because you can't root for the guy from Russia or Bulgaria. So I think John Cena will win. I think Lana's going to be involved. I don't really care, I guess, who wins as long as Lana gets involved because she's a freaking babe. I am so into Lana. So, uh Yeah. I I'll say John Tina, but I
3: have no idea. All right. Now uh this match uh, <laughs> these answers are real long, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh we want to get your thoughts on it. So this is this is what we're doing. Uh now, Okay, cool. Now now the one match that could possibly steal the show, uh you know, the Intercontinental championship match uh, the latter oh,
0: yeah.
3: uh with you know Dolph Ziggler Daniel Bryan Stardust Wade Barrett R-Truth Luke Harper and Dean Ambrose Dean um,
0: Ambrose oh yeah uh,
3: now uh, what, what are your thoughts on this is it going to still show or what, what, what do you want to <laughs> definitely
0: I can tell now I can see it on Twitter already people saying intercontinental match ladder match best match and like it you know everyone always every day does like the intercontinental match so it's kind of like the, not the underdog match but it's like the other big match and because of that, because it's not the main event, you know these guys are working so much harder. Not that the main event doesn't work real hard, but, like, these guys are, are trying to prove themselves so that they can then someday get to the main event. So it's like you kind of, like, just appreciate them more for some weird reason. It's, like, backwards how that works, I guess. Um, but I, I think it will feel the show. And I, I feel like Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler uh, will definitely kill it, that's for sure. And um, I've talked to Dolph in the past about uh, like when he was you know, wanting to do the whole thing with uh, Daniel Bryan. And uh, it just seems like such a smart move, you know, going up against – it seems like two baby faces going at it. It's like you just want to like yell you know, yeah for both guys. And it, it just gets you so pumped. And you're not, you're not upset with whoever wins or loses. It's just a win-win situation. And both of those guys go so hard. Have you, you seen him like it kind was of like last Monday at Raw? And they were just, like, going – man, they were going so hard. It was awesome. They put on such a good show. And Dolph, I know, it was real hungry. So I think no matter what, uh, he'll sell the heck out of that match if he's going to lose. Um, if not, I hope not. He's had him, we went, we've had him winning recently, so I'm hoping that they have him win that and he'll get his title back. Cause I think he already was in the intercontinental champ, like, oh, a couple years ago. But uh, I think – I think it'll be down to, I don't know, it's, it's a hard thing. Cause there's so many people in there that they, that you could see WWE wanting to push. Like Dean Ambrose, everybody really loves Dean Ambrose. He's another X-Fan favorite. So he could win. I think it, was, it could be it's between Dean Ambrose, uh, Daniel Bryan, and Dolph Ziggler. I don't know who it will be, though. I'm hoping for Dolph
3: Ziggler, but don't tell him that. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, we're, we're starting to wind down in the show, but before we get to our lightning round, uh, I have one last thing I want to ask you is that if you had a match at WrestleMania and you had a chance to cut a promo backstage before you head out there to the big, you know, to the big, the, the, the showcase of the Immortals, uh, could you mm-hmm. give us a, a promo that you would give before you had your match at WrestleMania? Could, you, p- could I put you on the spot right now just to give us, you know, your WrestleMania promo?
0: Yeah, I can try something. Um, geez, what, the, what, even what to talk about? There's so, so many so things about myself to mention.
3: Yeah, so let's put you in the the championship match going against Brock Lesnar. And I know you don't care for him too much, but this is your time to shine. Uh, give us a promo right before you head out in the main event for WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, hey, Brock Lesnar, or should I say Brock leisure, because
0: where the heck have you been? You're not showing up every day like I am. You're not punching that clock. I'm punching the clock, and I'm punching all my pals out here. We're working hard. We're dripping in sweat. Well, you're, where are you? Where well, are you getting your fight shorts ironed? You getting stuff dry cleaned? Because no one sees you. Therefore, no one cares about you. You know who they do see? They see me. She's apricary. I'm bringing the apricary. 24-7, 365 on every planet there is. That's right. I'm harnessing the power of the warrior. I'm going to other worlds. I'm training. I'm throwing down. I'm bumping like Friday night, and I am ready for you, Brock. Lesnar, unless Paul Heyman shows up, then I, I don't really want anything to do with you because I don't do well with creepy bald men. Oh, no, wait a second. I I am, too, one of them. But that's, that, that's okay, you know what? Just, 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 just meet me in the ring, okay? Thanks, bye.
3: Perfect, Keith, perfect. Lightning
2: Round.
4: The best, what is the best wrestling video game?
0: Oh, by far, Royal Rumble on Sega Genesis.
3: Right. Now, what accessories would a Keith Apicary action figure come with?
0: A uh, 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 backup pair of Tiny a um, uh, Nintendo Power Glove, and a Virtual Boy, okay. if you know what a Virtual Boy is.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> um... Who would your dream WrestleMania opponent be against? Anybody, past, present, alive, dead, whoever you want.
0: Ooh, Dolph Ziggler.
3: Alright. Hustle, loyalty, respect is John Cena's motto. What is Keith Apicary's motto?
0: Um, muscle, uh, oily, uh, uh, uh. What rhymes with respect? I only do things that rhyme. Uh, so oily. Uh, dissect. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do to them. I'm going to use my muscles that are oily to dissect.
4: All right, now there's a lot of great wrestling themes out there. What would your WWE entrance theme be? Okay,
0: uh, this is easy. Uh, the Neo Geo song, which is my song, and the music was created by Phantom NK, a to chiptune artist, real cool guy. Never see his face because he keeps it covered up. It's a mystery. Um, so I use that song. Or the song called Friends by another chiptune artist called Shah Drew. Um And that song is actually in my newest WWE-related video that I think will be out in a couple weeks. And uh, it actually features a WWE superstar that we all know and some of us don't really want to know, but I do. So watch for that one. But yeah, one of those two songs. It's definitely a video game-related chip two song that gets people pumped up and ready to rage.
3: All right. Uh, Now, when you make it to the WWE, what is the first championship you will go after? oh jeez
0: um well i was really into the internet belt belt that they had a while ago but um i don't know what happened to that belt i was so since i kind of came from the internet i thought that would be cool and i don't know if technically i'm or legally i'm allowed to be the world heavyweight champion since i'm not a heavyweight i only weigh 150 pounds but uh I'd probably just take all of them and duct tape them together and be the king of the ring in all aspects.
4: You're you're out there. We've we've uh, we've heard about some of your awesome videos. Uh, we saw your audition tape. Where can fans keep up with you and find out more about Keith Appkerry?
0: Uh all of my stuff is uh, documented and loaded onto YouTube under uh, this. This man who started the documentary series on me, Talking Classics, which is where people first found out about me, on his YouTube channel. Uh, and his name is Nathan Barnett. But if you just search for Keith Applicary on YouTube, you'll find me. And uh, just click on that username and you can find everything else. Keith. So, yeah.
3: Sure, yeah. Uh, Keith, I mean, we, we only scratched the surface, I think, with... Uh with talking about wrestling with you. Uh, you know, it's WrestleMania weekend. We're excited. We're, we're so appreciative to talk to you tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Um, it kind of feel like this is uh, a seal of approval for me. I'm like, uh, this is my first wrestling podcast I've been on, and it's like I'm a little nervous, kind of, you know, treading water here in this whole wrestling world because I come from the video game world, which is a whole different place. Um, so I'm just kind of happy you guys even asked me because, you know, I'm re- I'm here to stay, and I'm going to mess people up, that's for sure. So uh, hopefully this gets my name out there in the wrestling world. And uh, this is a, a really cool podcast that I actually enjoy. So uh, it's, it's cool for me to say I did it. So thank you.
3: All right, Keith Apicary. Guys, once again, get on Google, get on YouTube, search him. Uh, Incredible videos from an incredible fan. Uh, Incredible superstar in the making right now. So guys, check him out. Keith, thanks once again for joining us.
4: And here's a little bit of, uh, I guess this is my funky way of connecting everything. If you look up Keith Apicary, he was in a video with Flo Rida, who was a guest on WWE WrestleMania a couple years back. So that's the glue that's kind of holding everything together. If you're saying, why is this why is this guy I've never heard of? Well, you will hear about him and he's going to be everywhere soon. He is amazing. Um, we look forward to some big things from Keith Apicary.
3: Now, Jonathan, uh, the last few matches we're going to be talking about, um, you know, championship matches. Um, first, the fatal four-way tag team title match. So uh, we have, uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus the Usos versus Los Matadores versus a new day. New day. <laughs> um, I don't know, Jonathan. I mean, it almost seems like it was last minute for this because they really had no stories at all except for they defend the, the, the tag belts every week. It feels like the tag team division doesn't even have a story anymore except for, hey, you're a tag team, you fight this tag team, and that's it. They, they don't really do anything uh, creative uh, with these guys. But, I mean, all in all, what do you, what do you think we're going to get out of this match? Is it another thrown-together large match? that I don't know.
4: You know, this, this feels, I, I always don't, like the fatal four-way matches i almost wish it was like a tag team elimination match so like two teams would start and then whenever one team gets pinned the next comes out the next comes out and then there's one winner um with the fatal four-way it's gonna be just a big mess uh, uh, you know and they've only got x amount of minutes yeah. to work so i feel like it's too early to take the belts off of kid and cesaro they just want him for crying sure. out loud <laughs> and los
3: matadores has And this is also a pre-show match too, by the way. So this is, you know, this is going to be on with the battle royal the two hours before WrestleMania. So that's just another. uh, And they may not go too fast, but at the same time, they may not go too slow. But you never know.
4: Yeah, I I definitely am. I'm. I'm saying right now, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, that it's going to be Kid and Cesaro because. Uh, one of the Usos is kind of injured. Yeah. The Los Matadores, there's no chance that they're going to win. And, uh, <laughs> the same for new day. So that, uh, my process of elimination, um, uh, my, there you go. my 25% chance just jumped to like 99.9%. It scratches
3: my head that they don't even have the Ascension in here. They just brought them up. Granted, I know they haven't done too much, but I mean, you want to push somebody. But they're
4: in the battle. royal. I
3: know they're in the battle Royal. I think each and every one of these guys too are in the battle Royal as uh, well. Sure. So yeah. anyway, um, so there's that one for you guys. But, uh, Next match we want to talk about is the United States Championship match. Rusev versus John Cena. America versus Russia. America. America. Now, uh, Rusev is undefeated. Uh, Rusev beat Cena last month at Fastlane. Um and now John Cena is, is up for redemption a little bit. So, uh, Jonathan, is John Cena walking out of WrestleMania the United States champion?
4: You know what's crazy about that is Rusev is zero and zero, like Sting and so many others. John Cena's WrestleMania record, not so spotless. He's eight and three. Um, I don't think that John Cena has anything to really prove here, mm-hmm. but Rusev does. And, you know, when you talk about the the main event, which we'll get into in a little bit, but Brock Lesnar said that after his match with John Cena, he knocked John Cena out of the main event. And uh, John Cena's kind of been struggling in mid-card... Um, Hell? Well, uh, purg- purgatory. <laughs> oh, purgatory. <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> mid-card purgatory. Um, but I don't know that this is necessarily a bad thing. I think that everybody is was sick of John Cena, they're going to say that, or whatever. Yeah. Having John Cena step away from the main event picture it's kind for of a fresh breath of air, kind six of thing, yeah. six months, a year, whatever it may be, and he can still have these feuds and build up these new people. Because I'll tell you what, like Rusev is for his size, he's an amazing amazing worker. He's very agile and
3: he he moves like a cruiserweight, and he's the size of a bulldozer kind of thing. So you know, it is he's one of those rare uh, an, uh, anomalies. I am going to say weird? it That's is a, Yes, it, You got nice. it, man. It,
4: Um, We are just dropping knowledge (laughs) on you here tonight. But yes, uh, I'm going for, and not just because it's John Cena, I'm going, I hope Rusev wins just because it will further cement him as a Main event player in the future.
3: Now I agree with you, but I also disagree with you because that's not right. You can't do that. <laughs> hey, it's it's what it's what it's it is what it is. Yeah. Um. No, but here I mean, okay. Before we even talk about the heavyweight championship match, I mean, we talked a little bit about the IC match, and you know, I was saying Daniel Bryan wins it. Okay. Now, if you have Daniel Bryan walk out of WrestleMania 31 with the IC belt and John Cena walk out with the United States Championship, um, meanwhile, while Brock is playing part-time players. Uh, you have boosted and elevated the prestige of the IC belt by having Daniel Bryan hold it and by John Cena hold the United States Championship. But wh- what other belt comes now? Now what do the mid carters wear? Because it's almost like these belts are now the top belts since they really can't go for the WWE Championship anymore. Um, I, I get that, you know, if Cena wins, it'll boost it a little bit, but at the same time is like, what are all the mid carters fighting for now? Do we, do we bring in some new belts for them or what? Cardboard
4: cutouts, man. It's the, <laughs> it's the wave of the future. You just create your own, like Zack Ryder did the internet championship. So,
3: um, yeah, I, so it's, it's either way though. I mean, like, cause you know, I would love to see Rusev win, uh, just because I mean, I would love to just see him keep going, but at the same time I would like to see Cena win because I would like to see him do something. With these mid card titles, but I, it's one of those things. I don't know what's going to happen until it happens. So,
4: I, I do think that this was teased a while back, but I hope that if Rusev wins the next night on Raw, he changes it from the United States Championship to the European Championship <laughs>
3: or the Russian Federation oh, yeah, Championship yeah, or something. Something I, crazy. Yeah, something,
4: something good would happen. <laughs> uh, this is one of those cases where. A lot of people are just going to look at this as uh, a limited style match because of the, um, you know, because of the competitors you've got, Cena and Rusev. But I definitely think that this is going to be a, a, one of the matches to watch. Um, speaking of USA, uh, one of our good friends is here to join us to talk about WrestleMania to give us his thoughts. And uh, right now we are going to talk to none other than Nick Eugene Dinsmore. Another wrestling podcast we have a guest unlike any other he's wrestled all over the world and entertained millions of people in the process Uh, whether it was sharing the ring with the rock or pinning vince mcmahon he always left us with a smile on our faces ladies and gentlemen please welcome nick eugene densmore nick thank you so much for joining us today well thank you for having me i truly appreciate it um how's everything going
1: Phenomenal, man. It's out of control. It's going to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time.
4: All right. Uh, Now, with that being said, you know, Sunday is WrestleMania. We'd like to pick your brain a little bit about the show of shows. So, uh, with that being said, what is your earliest memory of WrestleMania?
1: I I started watching uh, WWF slash pro wrestling in general shortly after WrestleMania 1 but I really remember WrestleMania three. You know, I remember uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and, and Andre the Giant. I remember Macho Man Randy Savage and, and, and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and those are probably, you know, my, my, my earliest memories.
4: Okay. Now, uh, prior to performing at uh, the granddaddy of them all, did you ever attend a WrestleMania?
1: No. No, never. There was, I, I grew up in Indiana, and one of the WrestleMania's was in in, in Northwest. I, I didn't get I, I, I didn't think I would. One, and lo and behold, I, I, I performed at one of them. So, uh, luckiest guy in the, and the world. That's what I feel like.
4: Absolutely. Now, uh, what was now? There's thirty-one of them this Sunday. What has been your favorite WrestleMania?
1: Oh, that's tough, man. That's tough. You know, Ugh. honestly, it, it might have been WrestleMania thirty because. Uh, I was in the, uh, the, the booth with the friends and families, and we were watching it on the, uh, the TV, um, and David Flair came up to me and he said, uh, I've got a couple tickets to one of those sit in the arena. So my, my fiance and I started in the Superdome, on one side of the Superdome, and, the, uh, John Cena started, and our seats were on the other side, and it took us literally 20 minutes to walk around the Superdome to the other side. And we got there right for the uh, Undertaker and Brock Lesnar match, and I sat in the arena for that match, and it was like something phenomenal. It was like a, a happening that, that, that happened. I'd never, seen from the people up and down, and sucked out of them, and in the finish of that match, it was it, it was phenomenal, and and that is is definitely a, a memory that I have.
4: Okay, now uh, WrestleMania twenty one was based out of Los Angeles. Now, prior to WrestleMania 21, uh, you went Hollywood and reenacted scenes from Forrest Gump. Uh, do you have any funny stories about filming those scenes?
1: Actually, um, n- no funny stories, but I got uh, injured the night before. I-, I tore my patella tendon on the uh, uh, New Year's Revolution pay-per-view in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So I... I filmed for about eight hours that day with the torn patella that had to be repaired the following day. I couldn't get out of the the bench that I was sitting on. I couldn't walk. I couldn't hardly move. And literally, I I, I did that. the the, However, I had three full lines. I did them over and over. And good was for eight hours. Just in the heat. You know, someone would come up with an umbrella and I'd have a water and get a little break. But I couldn't move off the bench. And I was basically just stuck there doing the commercial over and over.
4: Uh, Now, you actually appeared at WrestleMania 2021 alongside WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan. For those who don't remember, you were in the ring talking about WrestleMania. Muhammad Hassan and Davari came out and started to wail on you, and that prompted Hulk Hogan to come out. Um, Do you feel that that is your ultimate WrestleMania moment?
1: Well, I mean, absolutely. When you talk about somebody, somebody's career in, in the WWE, you know, being at WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan, that's pretty much the highest you can get. You know, and, 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 and I was fortunate enough to, to, to be that guy that, that, that got that position. And like I said, I, I'm like the luckiest guy in the world.
4: Now, two years later, uh, after WrestleMania 21, you appeared once more at WrestleMania, but this time you got down with Hall of Famers Mae Young, Moolah, uh the Doctor of Style Slick. Personally, how did this moment compare to your other WrestleMania moments? Um, that one was
1: awesome because there were so many legends in that uh, in, in the backstage segment that we did. You know, Pat Patterson was in it. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat was in it. Uh, Crying Time was in it, who are two guys that, 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 that I helped train when they first started in the business. You know, Mae Young and Moolah. I mean, it was like just a who's who of legends, and I got to be a part of that.
4: Now, speaking of uh, legends and Hall of Famers, this Saturday, WWE in- inducts the 2015 class into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, what are your thoughts on this year's class?
1: I think it's a phenomenal class. I cannot wait to see the inductions. Um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, the speeches. I like to have the guys come up there. The, the, the guys induct them and tell a story. The guys that are getting inducted to tell a story, or, or the family of someone that's getting inducted to tell a story. I literally it, a long, draining night to watch it, but it's just it's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's emotional, and it's like you know, your career in pro wrestling, your career in the WWE is topped off by that Hall of Fame nomination, and uh, I can't wait for Saturday to see the guys get uh, get in, the guys and in, in, uh, get inducted.
4: Now, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage is going in this this Saturday. A lot of people thought that this was long overdue. Is there anybody that you think that should still be inducted that hasn't been inducted so far?
1: Absolutely, I think um, the British Bulldogs should be inducted, and I think that um, for a uh, what's the term they use when, when when like when Pete Rose getting inducted or, or like a celebrity, like a celebrity. A celebrity. I- WrestleMania 1, but he did a lot of other uh, uh, pro-wrestling things before WrestleMania 1 came along. I feel like uh, he should be inducted, absolutely for sure. Muhammad Ali, the British Bulldogs. Okay.
4: Now, uh, this Sunday, we'll see everything from Sting's first WrestleMania appearance to Brock Lesnar taking on Roman Reigns. Uh, What are you most looking forward to for WrestleMania? I mean, the whole thing. Spectacle. I mean, I mean...
1: You know, I, I put up 10.1 for people I'm looking forward to because I'm looking forward to all of them. But just, I mean, for, 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 for me being in California for the entire weekend, seeing the fans, seeing the emotions, seeing the entire event of, of, of that is WrestleMania, I mean, it, it's a culmination of a, of a year's worth of work. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, mean, I know a lot of the guys that are, that are performing, main event guys, Started with me in OBW and, OVW, and uh, um, i can just can't wait to see these guys, you know,
4: tear it down. Well, uh, we definitely appreciate your time for for joining us. Uh, thank you. We hope you have a great week, great great weekend, and uh, we look forward to seeing what's next from Nick Eugene Dinsmore. Thank you, my friend. I hope everybody comes out.
1: Uh, WrestleCon. I hope everybody gets the network and watches WrestleMania, and I just appreciate you letting me on the show. I appreciate it.
3: All right. Thanks again to Eugene, uh, Jonathan. This is the moment everybody's been waiting for—or kind of. Unless they just skip to the end. But Jonathan, the, the the main event, WrestleMania 31, the WWE Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Heavyweight Champion, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Um, what are your thoughts? So, what's going to happen? I mean, what do you want? to... How about this? Make it easier. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? And then, what do you want to happen? What I
4: think and what I want is a, is a rare uh commodity that this is going to be the same thing so what i want and what i think is going to exactly happen and that is brock lesnar is going to defeat roman reigns i think that you know brock is just a beast he beat the streak he just defeated john cena like no one has before he's just been so dominant and uh now that he's signed this contract extension I think you're looking at maybe the champion for next year's WrestleMania too.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, he could be the next newest, longest reigning heavyweight champion WWE has at this time, almost to almost Barry Punk a little bit. Um, to make him the newest, longest reigning champ. um, But, I mean, yeah, I, I I, would agree. I know I don't want to agree, but, I mean, Brock Lesnar, I would love to see win. Um, I know everybody's been building Roman Reigns up to be the next golden boy. I mean, he won Superstar of the Year, Slammy, come on. I mean, that obviously tells you something, even though he was out for like six months before that. But, you know... They built him up, built him up. They've been pushing him down our throats. They've been saying, "Hey, like him, Daniel Bryan. Hey, go beat Brock for me." You know, they've been building him up to just be like, "Please like me, please like me." But at the same time, it's like, no. When you weren't pushing him down our throats, we loved him. But now, when you're just like, you know, this is the this is the next guy. This is it. You know, this is this is happening. Nobody. It, nobody believes it. Nobody. It's almost like the Lex Luger push of uh, <laughs> in the 90s to where, you know, they're trying to push him as the next big thing, the next mix, Mr. Mr. Big USA, or whatever. Uh, and it just fell flat. You know, it just, the fans weren't behind it. And I think that's what happens when you, you know, you force feed people things that they just truly don't want yet. Now, I know you can go back to like last year at Royal Rumble, everybody was chanting Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. Um, but at the same time, we didn't really know that we didn't even think that you know Roman Reigns would even go to WrestleMania then so it was like cool that we still wanted the underdog to do it but then when you just force feed him to us that's when i think the fans started turning their back and uh you know you're going to you're going to see Brock Lesnar come out to a bunch of cheering and uh Roman Reigns is going to be walking out to a crowd of boos and uh yeah uh, i think i think they're going to have a long hard fight i think you know Roman Reigns is going to take a few f5s kick out of them um but when the time comes to it you know Uh, We're going to have maybe 17 German suplexes, maybe 18 German suplexes, and a few F5s uh, just on top of that. And we're going to put Roman Reigns out of uh, business. And I think that's the best thing for him right now. You kind of got to, you know, you kind of got to put him down to bring him back up. Um, And I mean, that's best for business, I think. But anything can happen. I mean, The Undertaker lost his streak last year, and nobody didn't even think that would ever happen. So. You know, Roman Reigns could walk out of the building, the, the next WWE heavyweight champion. But there's still that money in the bank, Jonathan. And I'm hoping if that happens, I'm not going to be mad that Roman Reigns won. I'm just going to be looking at the entrance, waiting for for Seth Rollins to run down there and do something. Because I'm thinking maybe Brock gets pissed that he lost. Then he just starts, you know, beating up Roman Reigns un- unstoppably or whatever. You know, you know, just brutally beating him uh, to a bloody pulp.
4: I there's definitely that option. Um we have been waiting and waiting for Seth Rollins to cash in and now he has the ability um you know what can happen is that Brock Lesnar just destroys Roman Reigns after like let's say he loses and then you know he's there, the music hits, he comes out and that pretty much would be it yeah. and we would see two title changes in one night and you would go from Seth Rollins being a heel to an automatic face (laughs) and you would probably turn Roman Reigns heel so it would be a lot of uh of changes in one night
3: yeah it'll be interesting I mean this this has almost been built up as a mediocre Wrestlemania a lot of people have been complaining that you know they didn't really take the time and uh you know to really set some storylines aside for this um but at the same time a lot of things could happen to make it a memorable Wrestlemania um I don't know. I'm ready for WrestleMania, Jonathan. This is it. I mean, we're moments away from the Hall of Fame. We're moments away from WrestleMania. This is WrestleMania weekend. I mean, this is what we live for.
4: Yeah, and you guys have 364 days before our next WrestleMania special, so get ready for it. Uh, It's going to be even bigger and better than than this year, obviously. Uh, I don't know how we could do that, but um, just tune in. Listen to us. Like us. Repeat uh, that's what we say. Subscribe like, to Like, us.
3: Follow. Subscribe.
4: Um, but while you're watching Mania, tweet us. You know, tell us yeah. what you think. What What's your favorite part about Mania? What you hope's going to happen with Mania? Um, were you happy with the Hall of Fame? We really didn't even touch on that, but that's a whole nother episode. So um, please just keep keep in touch with us. We love to hear from you.
3: That's right, guys. Uh, you know, let us know. AnotherWrestlingPodcast dot com, Facebook dot com slash Another Wrestling Podcast, Twitter. At A Wrestling P.O.D. Uh, like Jonathan said, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher. Uh, just Google another wrestling podcast and you'll see us pop right up into your into your browser. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. We, we had a great time. This is our first and probably only show that we'll do like this and talk about something that's happening right now. But uh, guys, stay tuned to next week. We've got a lot of great shows in store and uh, a lot more to happen on another wrestling podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening today. Every week we create something for you to listen to and it's absolutely free. We are the Wrestling Fans Podcast because after all, we're fans also. Help us out by subscribing to our show on iTunes. While you're there, you can rate us and give us a good review. If you're looking for more AWP, then head on over to
4: anotherwrestlingpodcast.com to find out more about upcoming guests and where we may pop up. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, instagram and buy an official awp shirt from pro we couldn't do the show without you so please tune in next week for
1: <sighs> another wrestling podcast